Welcome to the pod, Bunny Song Graves. And today's guest is Donald Skip Conover, is the creator of Archetype and Action.com and the Carl Jung Depth Psychology Reading Group on YouTube. Links provided in the show notes. He is the third individual to be awarded the, quote, Water Bearer Award in 2002, hailing from the University of Rochester, Simon Business School with an MBA in financial economics. He's been honored as a distinguished alumnus and is currently the president of Inca IPPC LTD affiliated with the International Pandemic Preparedness Center. Welcome, good sir. <laughs> Just one correction there. I'm, oh, I apologize. Uh, the, the award came in 2022, not 2002. Oh. I, I I understand. My apologies. <laughs> it just came uh, in June, so. <laughs> oh, right but, on. Yeah. Well, still, congratulations to you, you, sir. Thank you um, so much. So, uh, why we're here today is we're talking about a subject matter that I have been diving deep into for the past two years. Mm-hmm. That is Carl Gustav Jung. For those who don't know, for you know, just diving in real quickly, it, Carl Gustav Jung. Our professor, Carl Gustav Jung, late and great, was a Swiss psychiatrist and social, hold on, psychiatrist and psychoanalyst, because that's a thing, who founded an analytical psychology. Jung's artwork has been influenced in the field of psychiatry, anthropology, (laughs) these are all ologies of sorts, archaeology, literature, philosophy, psychology, and religious studies. Among the central concepts of analytical psychology is individuation, the lifelong psychological process of differentiation of the self out of each individual's conscious and unconscious elements, which is part of what we're going to be getting into today. Young's considered to be in the main task of human development he created some of the best known psychological concepts including synchronicity 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 yeah. oh some of these words are like yeah i've been trying to read it and go like this yeah. <laughs> right i think some okay. of these are go made ahead. up yeah synchronicity <laughs> they are made up archetypal phenomena the collective unconscious and sociological complex and extroversion and introversion. Yes. Mm-hmm. Extroversion, introversion. Yes. Um, so that is Carl Gustav Jung in a nutshell without getting too specific on his life and all that. Um, so how did you, good sir, um, get introduced to Carl Gustav Jung? Well, I was uh, teaching finance, believe it or not, at the University of Maryland Graduate School. Mm-hmm. And I had a a fellow professor who introduced me to the Myers-Briggs type indicator. And okay. um, she, she was a beautiful woman. So my animus said, you know, learn as much as you can from this woman, right? And, okay. and so over lunch and for 10 days, she explained Myers-Briggs to me Mm -hmm. as well as she could. And then I started studying books on Myers-Briggs. And then in 1990, uh, I got the the hardbound copy of Man and His Symbols. And so if, if, uh, and this is it, Mm -hmm. um, if 
if you get man and his symbols, please try to find a used copy of, of the hardbound. Yeah. Because the, uh, the paperback take, uh, hasn't used the color plates. And right. the color plates are very, very helpful in this book. But in any case, I have both copies now. And, and But there are used copies of this available on Amazon. And I urge everyone to find a copy of it and read it. I actually heard um, that book, Man and His Symbols, uh, via audiobook. Uh-huh. And uh, my first introduction to Carl Gustav Jung which I'll bring up later on um, because it goes into pop culture is a little video game that you may have heard of. It was a, there was a couple movies put out made up of it called silent Hill Mm -hmm. and silent Hill was created by a group of uh, developers in Japan named team silent. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the uh, idea is based on occultism for silent Hill. I don't know if you've heard of this video game before. It's a scary game. Um, I, don't, I don't know of it, no. It was originally made in 1999. So little high school me is playing this scary video game. And uh, even Silent Hill 2, it also delves into a lot of uh, the idea of the ego, the shadow, the anima animus, the self. And a lot of the other characters are, I'm sorry, characters. But yes, characters in the video game also are archetypes, like the thief, the uh, trickster, the oh. mother... The yes, so we'll get into all that, but mm-hmm. all a little bit, but you know, <laughs> the umbrella of it all, because right. it is a huge the subject of um of Carl Gustav Jung and what he uh, uh what he, he like lectured in the 1950s is so profound and huge, and um so this video game when I found out, oh wait, these are archetypes. What's an archetype? Well, oh, who's Carl Gustav Jung? Okay, what's this about? And then that's how right. I rabbit hold into Carl Gustav Jung. And you mentioned Myers-Briggs and on deployment um, during the epic 10-month deployment of 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I um, met a uh, chief uh, and she was like, oh, what's your MBTI? And I'm like, I have no idea what this is. So when I had the chance to open internet, I went to the website, did the 100 question, you know, thing, found out what my four letters are. And I was just like, well, I just feel like I just got read. <laughs> you know? Okay. Are you ready for me to, uh, to re- read you? I'm going to take a guess at what your MBTI is. Sure. What's Fair that? enough. Fair okay. enough. My guess is uh, extroverted, mm. intuitive, um, thinking, and judging. Yes. So INTJ. Yes. Um, and I am INTP, but you're the same as my wife. <laughs> ah, I see. I see. I see. Um, my my partner, he uh, did the 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 quiz just as well actually we did the i had him do this like without him knowing like what exactly it was all about about him when we first started dating about a, a month into dating and mm-hmm. i was like here take this uh, little quiz you like little quizzes right it had little pictures yeah. at the end and everything right. um he's the helper i can't remember which one that one's called but it's one of the yellow characters the guy with the with the little mm-hmm. 
uh, waist belt and everything. But yeah, I was like, oh, I can remember the image and, and things. But yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, good. Um, <laughs> good read. So, good read. Yeah. So, I mean, these days I, I've been doing it for 35 years. So mm-hmm. at this point, I can pretty much read people. That's awesome. That's really easy. cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, what what aspects of uh, Carl Gustav Jung uh, captivated you from the, you know, the young lady at college just going right in from Myers-Briggs to Carl yeah. Gustav Jung? I mean, Man and His Symbols is a huge book to start off on, well, I would think. It's actually his book he intended for laymen. Oh, and really? Okay. I was a, I was obviously a layman. I mean, I'm a, I'm a retired Marine mm-hmm. uh, lawyer, MBA. You know, I was not into psychology. I never took a psychology course um, even till today. Mm-hmm. And so um, at first, after I read Man and His Symbols, I did not read anything directly from Jung. I read everybody around him. I read... Mm. Um, Jean Shinoda Bolan and uh, Clarissa Pincola Estes. Um, she wrote a wonderful book called Women Who Run With the Wolves. That really got my attention. And I write that down. Women yeah, Who Run With Wolves? Right. And um, w- Women Who Run With the Wolves. And I still keep it within arm's length. I could prove it to you, but... Um, but anyway, um, my mother, it was a bestseller back in the early 90s. Mm. My mother gave it to my wife for Christmas. And I picked it up the day after Christmas and started to read it. And I said, no, you can't have it. <laughs> and it was, I, oh. I, read it in, I read it in two days. Wow. And, and uh, it was very important to me. And uh, Jean Schneider Bolan um, wrote two books. Uh, goddesses in every woman and gods in every man Mm. and uh, there were many other books that I read but I was mainly reading about him because Mm. I I assumed wrongly that his main books and he wrote his his collected works are 20 volumes I know and I have three of them and I screwed up I'll tell you how (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, so, so the, uh, so I was reading around him Mm -hmm. and then uh, a man named uh, Louis LaFontaine, uh, who received uh, recently the, uh, the fifth water bear award. Mm -hmm. um, He urged me to read Jung directly Mm -hmm. and uh, I started to do that, and all of a sudden I said, hey, this is about religion, and this is about all the stuff that I am not happy about religion, mm-hmm. okay? And, uh, and you know, I'm, among other things, I had an experience in 1999, I believe, where my daughter had fallen in with fundamentalists in Russia mm. and she came back from Russia. She'd been out there on a USIS scholarship and uh, she and I had dinner one evening. And then just as we're separating, she um, 
says, well, dad, I'm sorry to say this to you, but I think you're going to hell. Oh, and I go, <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> who, who, teaches a, who teaches a child to say that to a parent? Right? Exactly. Yeah. And and uh, that's very bold. Yeah. And so in that moment, I dropped into hell and on the ride back from Washington, where this dinner was to my home here in Annapolis, mm-hmm. um, I, uh, I had a vision of Mephistopheles dropping down into my, into the passenger seat of my car. Mm. And it probably happened in five seconds or less. Mm-hmm. You know, I was mm-hmm. traveling at 65 miles an hour. A lot and, can happen. <laughs> and, but I recognized him from my reading of Faustus when I was in college. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, you can have my immortal soul on my death, provided none of my daughters think that of me for the rest of my life. Mm. He disappeared. Okay. And never came back. Uh, but that was quick thinking. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I didn't crash the car. as a result. Thankfully. <laughs> wow. But, I mean, what that told me is that, you know, these fire and brimstone preachers who, who get people all worked up about the occult and about mm-hmm. things like the devil and so on, um, you know, can scare people and mm-hmm. can scare thing people about objects that are um, in their unconscious. Mm-hmm. And that got me wanting to know more about what was going on. And so I started to study it. It took me 10 years to work my way out of that particular hell. Wow. But I, you know, I did manage to do it and I did it thanks to reading Jung. Yeah. And having him be my shrink, actually. I never, I never had psychotherapy. I just Mm -hmm. kept reading and reading and reading. And I'm saying, yeah, yeah, I get this now and so on. One thing that I noticed from reading Ion is that one, for as small as a book as it is, it's a thick read. Mm-hmm. I purchased it for myself. I don't know if you do this, but I I don't necessarily trust people during the holidays. Mm-hmm. I'll give them a Christmas list and then I'll give them uh, like my Christmas list. And I'll be mm-hmm. like, I know that 95% of this is not going to get touched. So yeah. um, Santa Sean has to go and buy himself his own books. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of them was Ion and I, it took me six and a half months to read Ion. Sure. And it was easy at first and then when we get into weedly weeds of it all i think about chapter four no i'm sorry five christ a symbol of the self is when everything started to slow down and i started to realize yeah that's what it did me too exactly yes this is like the subject matter where i'm like okay so we've gotten past chapter one two three and four which is like the thesis, if you will. Mm-hmm. And now we're actually having to, he's having to prove his points with all these subsequent uh, chapters in Ion. And it was something that I realized this is not a book for one, don't read this as your first young book, two, yep. marinate in every port. Like if you have an hour to read, let that hour be your hour to read it and then walk away. 
and yeah. think about ruminate on the on the information. If you don't understand it, that's fine. You can always go back and maybe pencil around ideas that you have questions about. But this is a thinker book, definitely, because yeah. it makes you think. And it reaffirmed for me, I think, the what I call the age of enlightenment. And I take that from the late and great um, George Carlin. He mm-hmm. had in one of his standups, he called it, he called his, his moment of, yeah. of, um, I would hate to say that it's called higher thinking, but understanding that there's a lot of the BS in what people are saying, vice what they're doing, right. that, that inner, like, you know, those actions versus what they're doing. And he goes, wait, the, you can't have these two things when it comes to uh, spirituality. You can't be saying you're doing one thing, but then doing a complete opposite. Where's right. this energy coming from? And I feel like in that small little moment in his standup, I believe in 2003 or 2006, um, mm-hmm. he uh, he even made myself, by the way, I graduated in 06. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, over a decade ago, it made my head go, click, wait mm-hmm. a minute. It's not just because George Carlin's a comique, but also the fact that he's an intellect mm-hmm. without mm-hmm. really, and I mean, that's what a comedian is too. Comedians sure. speak intellection and spin it into a, a funny manner as well um right. much like the fool as an archetype but um that's the thing that like really made me go and everything's starting to connect a little bit not like in a um theorist kind of way where it's like you gotta follow the tra- entrails no 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 it's just if you think about it and you're like yeah. oh this isn't self-confirming what i believe or what i feel it's like it empirically is showing itself as like, I'm not the only one that has noticed these trends in life and just didn't brush them off and go, Oh, whatever. Well, comedians use the shadow, which Mm -hmm. is in the unconscious. Right. Yep. As their, their trick. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, no problem. No problem. So yes, comedians are using the shadow as, um, which is a part of ion. That's like the second chapter there. Um, but before we even, uh, get into that, um, discussing about ion is the research into the phenomenology of the self originally published in German in 1951 is one of the major works of Jung later, later years. The central mm-hmm. theme of the volume is the symbolic representation of the psychic totality through the concept of the self, whose traditional right. historical equivalent is the figure of Christ. Jung demonstrates his thesis by an investigation of the Allegoria Christi, especially the fish symbol, also of Gnostic and alchemical symbolism which he treats as phenomena of cultural assimilation. The first four chapters provide a valuable summation of these key concepts in Jung's system of psychology. So those four chapters, again, that would be the ego, the self, anima and animus, and the self. And And like, it's unfortunate that you have to get way further into the book to start getting pictures of how everything's set up. Right. But I was also very thankful that that wasn't paid off at the beginning mm-hmm. because even I myself had to sit there and write down notes 
in my own well, you have to gain your journal. own experience yeah you have to gain your own experience i i'll tell you you hit exactly the point i hit which is i started reading that chapter five and i said are you talking about the son of god yeah you know? and and um you know sure enough but then um you know in in about 2005 i guess mm -hmm. i uh I happened to see the YouTube video of, of Carl Jung being interviewed. Mm. Um, and the interviewer asked him, do you believe in God? Mm -hmm. And he said, uh, well, very complicated. Yes. I don't, I, I don't have to believe I know. Mm -hmm. And at that moment, I had an epiphany and I said, wow, I know too. Mm -hmm. But then I had to spend the next 10 years figuring out what it is that I know. Mm -hmm. And it's fundamentally represented in that fifth chapter of Ion. Mm -hmm. um, and the essence, let's, let's, shall I give an overview of my sure. perspective of religion and, and yeah. Jung? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I'll share as well. All, all right. The, the key to Jung is individuation. Mm -hmm. And I'll come back to what individuation is in a minute. Mm -hmm. But Jung was the son of a pastor and descended from six generations of pastors. So he was steeped in um, Swiss reformed theology. Mm -hmm. um, and he was having you know problems like i had with mephistopheles where you know he when he was 11 years old he sees this huge god uh appear to him in the stratosphere and drop a giant turd on the on the cathedral yeah. of basil yeah. destroying it yeah right? yep mm -hmm. and and he was trying not to think that thought he kept holding that thought off Mm -hmm. But it kept coming, kept coming, kept coming, and then boom, you know, mm -hmm. and and the point is that, um, you know, the church is not God, okay? Yes. And the church has done a lot of pretty dastardly things over the last couple of millennia. And, yeah. uh, you know, and all religious faiths have their have their mullahs and so on who, who get away from the mainstream of what it was all about. Mm -hmm. And um, so what he's talking about is that there are two God images. Mm -hmm. One God image is within each one of us. Mm -hmm. And whether you know it or not, sooner or later you're going to recognize this because it, and it's also called the self mm -hmm. but there's no question that it is in charge of your life mm -hmm. it's absolutely in charge of your life and um and so in Jungian psychology we call that the god image mm -hmm. but it is also called the self and um and you know, I'll talk about individuation in a minute, but there's another God, and that God uh, 
is unique for each one of us. Mm -hmm. Okay, It's unique for each one of us. And each one of us has to find that God. And so Jung wrote a letter. Let's see if I can put my hand on it quickly. I think I can. Keep my young books at the ready. Um, <laughs> I actually lent my copy of Ion to a friend of mine because he's like, I, he was like, what's the scariest book you've ever read? I was like, Ion. <laughs> Ion. Yeah, we can talk about that. But, but I want to just read one paragraph. Sure. This is the book, The New God Image, mm-hmm. um, which is a study of Young's key letters concerning the evolution of the Western God Image. Mm-hmm. by Edward Edinger. Evolution good... of the God image, by the way. Evolution, right? Right. This thing is ever-changing, ever-growing, and, you know, uh, evolve. Like, again, there's no better word Precisely. for that. But... Precisely. Exactly. And God is changing in every minute. Mm-hmm. And we're all making a contribution to that. But, yep. but this will sort of sum it up for you in one paragraph. Mm-hmm. This is a letter that he wrote in 1957 to the Reverend David Cox. Um, I have read the entire letter online, so mm-hmm. um, you can you can find my reading of all 14 le- letters that are here mm-hmm. um, on the YouTube channel. But um, here's this paragraph that's so important. Okay. Although all this sounds as if it were a sort of theological speculation, it is really modern man's perplexity expressed in symbolic terms. It is the problem I so often had to deal with in treating the neuroses of intelligent patients. I can be, it can be expressed in a more scientific way, psychological language, for instance, instead of using the term God, you say unconscious. Mm. Instead of Christ, self. Mm-hmm. Instead of incarnation, integration of the unconscious. Instead of salvation or redemption, individuation. Instead of crucifixion or sacrifice on the cross, realization of the four functions or of wholeness. Um, I think it is no disadvantage to religious traditions if we can see how far it coincides with psychological experience. On the contrary, it seems to me a most welcome aid in understanding religious traditions. Okay, so that may be the most important paragraph I ever read. That is amazing. Um, And actually, you know what? That, that I think... This, that must that letter must have been written many many years after the publication of Ion. No, not so long. It was oh, not so in long. 50, 57. Ion came out around fifty two. Okay. Yes. So <clears throat> I'm just like I'm just shook that that never made it in. That could so have been. Am... That could have on like because we'll talk about the conclusion because I I don't know how you felt about it but we'll we'll get there. Um, that could have easily been put into the conclusion of Ion. Sure. You know, and right. it would have, I sit here, go like this. Wow. This is a year, almost a year later since I read Ion. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yes, that confirms everything of that journey of Ion that I personally went through 
um, for six months. Um, and and by the way, the only reason why I read Ion was because um, from playing Silent Hill, the video game, for so long, and playing the the main character who's thrown into this foggy world with monsters and all he wants to do is find his daughter and he meets these characters and all that. And there's like, you know, these again, archetypes. It quickly made me realize when you think about the ego, the shadow, uh, the anima and animus, the self, and then you go beyond that, but beyond ion and go by the way, when I read ion, I was like, halfway through I went wait what the flip what do you mean there's a part one because I didn't know <laughs> I yeah. was reading book two out of a two part so by the way um listeners if you there's a part one and part two uh- <laughs> so so your your video game was dropping you into the unconscious I was sitting on the couch and I was sitting here thinking like oh my god I am playing the unconscious like the the um uh, collective unconscious to the ego of a character mm-hmm. that is I mean if we take this into like if the world was a video game I am right. nothing more than the main character of my own video game being exactly. pushed and pulled by the forces of the choices that someone yeah. else is what going what is the name of the game again Silent Hill Silent Hill okay yes. well that that and this game, goes for any video game, but like, right. you know, how you're the but main But that character. game is going on uh, in all of our psyches all yes. the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. All yep. right. So go and, ahead. And, I'm, and, and this is the, this is, that's <clears> how I kind of went through and read this, this book too, going like, okay, so here's the main points I see from this uh, foretelling or this telling of this story here um, right. and, and all that. And then also looking at life. As well. Yeah, so going, let, let me just oh. sum up a little bit of what yeah. we were saying mm-hmm. in that um, the God image, which is the self, mm-hmm. is your idea of what God is. Mm-hmm. And everybody has their own idea of mm-hmm. that. But it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It exists. Mm-hmm. It exists in your psyche. Okay. <clears throat> And so that's you individually and how you're getting pushed and pulled by your life as you go forth through it. The, but God is the collective unconscious. Okay? Mm-hmm. And that collective unconscious has many parts to it. Mm-hmm. Okay, So we have the collective unconscious as you meet it in the United States, mm-hmm. which also has many parts in it. I mean, we have people from every nationality, race, uh, interest group, whatever, from all over the world. And we all bring it into this central thing. Mm -hmm. And we all know what an American is, Mm -hmm. but that's it. It's Mm -hmm. all of it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's what the collective unconscious is. Now, Mm -hmm. some parts of the collective unconscious are stunted because some societies have not allowed their societies to develop. Um, but, you know, nonetheless, you know, we're all governed and all the things that are happening in the world right now mm-hmm. are um, part of that. And do you ever feel like when, when, 
thinking of the self and the God, the, the, the God of the self, right. Or your idea of your personal Jesus, if, if, if Depeche Mode didn't nail it in a song, you know, Mm -hmm. um, the Greeks, the Greeks did a really good job at understanding the different aspects of a totality of of gods of god with the many different gods you know someone could be like very warlike very uh mars very um uh, aphrodite you know again that feminine energy as well and so you have the whole list the whole the whole run of um greek gods that it was like oh if you're if you're if your personality is exuding the energy of this particular god it's because you know again that unconsciousness is is tapping into you at that moment in that time right Mm -hmm. for a very clear delineation of of that what you're Mm -hmm. talking about the greek gods uh please do read uh gene shinoda boland's uh gods in every man and goddesses in every woman Mm -hmm. because there she breaks it all down you know, who are all these people and how do you meet them on the street? Because mm-hmm. they're there, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Um, now, we, we, we touched on the ego, the shadow, um, anima and animus. That was honestly, like, for me, like, one of the, one of the toughest um, of the four first chapters to get through because it was, like, having to, well, one, Latin's not very easy, but also (laughs) getting past that. And by the way, uh, Carl Gustav Jung and his books, he's a G at throwing out his, uh, his, uh, he wants to make sure that he knows that, you know, that he knows what he's talking about. So he'll throw in uh, Latin words and uh, texts and such and such, which I don't know about you. I didn't really get too into it. I was like, oh, that's a Greek word. Skip. (laughs) Like he'll probably, I'll probably address that. 20 pages later um (laughs) in a leisurely reading and um it was quite fascinating to understand that like honestly at the end of the day how i took away that chapter was um for sake of the podcast i don't mind um cursing or whatever because like you know it's freedom of speech and etc but Mm -hmm. i felt like anima and animus was like honestly like the if the male like not if but when the male if you think of like the yin and yang symbol, yeah. there's, you know, the masculine, the feminine, and in each part of the man, the masculine feminine symbol is a little bit of the other. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the white eye in the black field, black eye in the white field. And I felt like to sum up that whole chapter was the anima and animus in each of the different sexes, right? Yeah. It all comes down to the bullshit test you know if i mean that's that's essentially what it is if a man walks up to a woman at a bar the bullshit test is my archetype my idea of what the ideal man is is set up by my one male figure as a woman Mm -hmm. and you need to prove to me that you're better than that (laughs) and no that's that's really what it is that's dating that's dating are you better than the ideal man symbol that i grew up with and i understand is that and for the man it is are you as nurturing and as caring as the ideal woman that i understand from birth being my mother 
Yeah. You know? And so these right. kind of two plays of the different, uh, I guess, tests, right. the ultimate tests. Are you any better than that? As soon as right. I kind of clicked that idea, clicked in my head, I went, oh, yeah. okay. So that's yeah, what I'm that gonna, I'm going to pull up a diagram for you because I think it'll be very helpful. Sure. Uh, which is why I'm a little bit distracted here. As oh, I'm, you're fine. I'm, uh, is that how you kind of felt with like anima and animus as like yeah sure an idea to yeah. kind of mull on that chapter there because that took me a minute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, I um, Carl Edinger or Edward Edinger is terrific. Mm. Um, because he brings, you know, he serves as sort of a middleman between Jung and the average human being. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so he did a number of uh, lectures on the more difficult Jungian books. Mm -hmm. And one of those is the Ion lectures. Yeah. And um, it's a doozy. So, <laughs> pardon? It's a doozy. Ion's a doozy. You know, like yeah. if you don't have like a, I feel like Ion's a doozy if you don't have a basis or like, like for me, thankfully I had a video game, two video games to look at and go, oh, right. got it. If you don't walk in, I think, I think that Ion really helps if you have something to kind of paradigm off of, Right. you know, and um, I felt like, I don't know, but like last year I felt like I went through a course literally unbeknownst to myself, you know, like mm -hmm. just going like, oh, I'll just read this book. So Edinger's book, The Ion Lectures. That's what it is. Nice. Okay. And so that book, that's a very good book. But yeah. aside from that, I, that's one of the most central images in Jungian psychology. Mm -hmm. Right. So, and so that's what he was always talking about mm -hmm. is, is that. Um, and, um, you know, you can get lost in the weeds with Jung because he's always, uh, uh, you know, he's got all these footnotes and about a bee, about a and you have to sort of get your bearings. You know, it's like your video game. You're lost in this foggy darkness. And yeah. You have, to, you have to have some experience and then gradually you get it. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. Absolutely. And, and so. You know, to say that God is the collective unconscious does not mean that there's no God, mm -hmm. okay? It does not mean that. Um, and if, if anything, you know, and you can have numinous experiences. You were talking about one. Mm -hmm. uh, and numinous experiences have been the basis of all religions, as mm -hmm. a matter of fact, okay? And so, um, and once you've had one, once you recognize it as one, mm -hmm. um, and they come often come from synchronicities, mm -hmm. um, if you've had a numinous experience, then you know. Okay, then there's no more I have to believe. Mm -hmm. Then you know this is what it's about. Mm -hmm. And this is about the divine drama that's here mm -hmm. going on. And and also it's outside, it's in the air too. It's, mm -hmm. you know, so, you know, you live in California, is that right? So, yes. 
you know, why, why is it that you came to me? You know, that's, uh, you know, that something in the air told you it would be useful to talk to me. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cause right. it's not really, um, well, for one, it's, it's, well, young, you know, it's not yeah. a, it's, it's a subject, you know, and yeah, it's finding, a subject. It, finding someone willing, not only knowledgeable, but because I am, you're way more knowledgeable than I am, but uh, at the same time, willing to uh, meet up and talk over such a, a profound uh, subject matter. Um, yeah. It's not, not common. You know, yeah. and well, psychotherapists want you to pay $150 an hour or more. <laughs> Probably it's 250 by now. Right. And, and, um, you know, and that, that's the thing. I, I started to get irritated by, uh, the union analyst society because basically they keep play their cards close to the chest mm -hmm. and, you know, and honestly for them, to talk, you know, they spend seven, eight hours a day down in the guts of some some strangers unconscious. Mm -hmm. And if it's seven or eight hours, that's seven or eight different unconsciouses. So it's like getting into a different video game every hour, right? Yeah. <laughs> I can right. only like, yeah, and I myself can only handle like one, you know. <laughs> Right. for maybe an hour and then be right. like man i gotta go do the laundry like you right. know? <laughs> uh, yeah so so uh why why would you want to do that to yourself eight hours I a day right i don't and, know and um and yet that's what they do and so in fairness doing it outside like doing something like we're doing now mm -hmm. is a busman's holiday right mm -hmm. it's just it's just uh you know the busman rides the bus to mm -hmm. his vacation right yeah absolutely and, and um and so he really doesn't you know those people are already burnt out by their day of work and so it's only you know a handful of people that start to see that wow this reading of young is helping me it's healing me it's healing mm -hmm. my psyche in a way that I don't understand, but it's doing it, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, now I do understand it, but, you know, for the longest time, I was like you with Ion. And as I said, it took me 10 years to go back to Ion. Mm -hmm. And then when I did it, we did that class of 32 two hour classes. Wow. But, but by then I knew what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so it's it's tough material, but it, at the same time, you know, our our psyches are pretty damn complex. And it's not going to be fixed overnight, you know what I mean? No, or no. not fixed, but it's not going to be something that uncovers itself or shows itself overnight, you know? Um, right. And and also it's also not self-proving. It doesn't it doesn't allow it doesn't self-confirm to you. It just kind of goes, you know, like, here's a thought. Because we've under because it's been seen, it's been understood, stood to some degree. Right. So marinate in that. And yeah. how does this fit in the paradigm that we've come to understand thus far? Exactly. And so 
um, there's a famous story of two, <laughs> two, I'm sorry, three famous Jungians who are leaving a lecture of Jung's. Mm. And each one says to the other, well, he talked about exactly what my need is right now. Um, yeah. Okay. And, um, and the thing is, if you're in the unconscious, uh, your unconscious is going to find exactly what you need right now. Mm -hmm. And it, that's its healing role. And so as we are talking about the unconscious, you are at least partially in the unconscious. Mm -hmm. And afterward, you'll say, wow, I feel better after having that conversation, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and we, we know this because we've been doing it outside psychotherapy in the arts. That's what we did in our, in our confluence mm -hmm. in in June in Helena, Montana, of all places to <laughs> I've driven through. <laughs> have a meeting, right? But yeah. but it's you know it's a great place actually. And it, it's the home of my good friend Tim Holmes. And mm. um and he's he's been studying Jung as long as I have. Mm. And wow is is his Jungian stuff showing through in his work mm -hmm. right in his sculpture he's an artist and so we had this confluence and all right there were a lot of artists there um but we had two young men from columbus ohio there and uh they really felt that they got something out of it even though um even though they didn't know much about mm -hmm. it. Okay, they've been following my uh, videos. Uh, they're twins, they're, they're identical twins. Mm. And, and it was very interesting to watch the two of them go, yep, 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 yep. You know, they're finishing each other's sentences, right? Yeah, um, you're just looking at the both of them going you know, like. But, but one of them is a welder and the other one is trying to start a, a trucking company, okay? okay? So it's not the kind of people that you would expect to go to um, a, you know, a brainy psychological conference hmm. on connecting art and psychology, mm -hmm. right? And and yet they were there. They were very attentive, and they loved it. Nice. Okay. And and by the way, they also the one who's a welder, Tim Holmes, is a metal worker. I mean, his art is in metal shop mm. and and so he offered to do a, a collaborative project with with the one that's a welder okay and and so there are you know tremendous things come out of these things because you connect up with people mm -hmm. and um you know just give you an example um when we were organizing the thing we we organized it with um, an oldest, an older artist who's going to be 90 on uh, September 4th. Okay? Wow. Okay. And, but she's been studying Jung and using Jung in her uh, ceramic studio since the 1950s. And um, 
when Tim and I started to think about what we were doing in June, I said, well, Jesus, if we could get Colleen to come, that would be awesome, right? Mm-hmm. And, and uh, so uh, I, I called her and she said, well, if you, if you hadn't invited me, I would have been angry. <laughs> and, and so she did come and we wanted to um, give her a Lifetime Achievement Award for her work in, nice. the, in Jungian psychology, right? Mm-hmm. And so we cooked up creating an award that Tim then manifested, right? He, mm-hmm. he uh, created it. And, uh, and then we uh, gave it to her uh, as the first awardee in June. So it's really interesting. I mean, the, the interesting thing about her intuition mm-hmm. is we were working on this for a year. Every month we'd get together on Zoom and we'd be talking about what we were doing. And, um, and so, uh, after about last September, she, her intuition started to know that we three guys were up to something. She didn't know what we were up to. The spidey senses were tingling. (laughs) Right. She knew that something was up. And so she, you know, she started to ask a lot of leading questions and we, you know, finally we had to say, well, yeah, we've uh, commissioned Tim to do this water bearer award, mm-hmm. right? And, um, but we, or not to do the award, but we've commissioned Tim to do uh, a sculpture mm-hmm. to be launched at the confluence, okay? Mm-hmm. And she accepted that, okay? Mm-hmm. She accepted that. So she never knew, even though we kept working on another nine months, she never knew that it was for her. Oh, okay. That, wow. That, that it was all for her. And so on the YouTube channel, you, you can see this little award ceremony. It's only seven and a half minutes, but you can see uh, us awarding the first water bearer to her. Actually, Tim um, uh, gave it to her. That's so awesome. And it it was awesome. It truly was awesome. And she's thrilled with it. Nice. Uh, So anyway. Yeah. So go on. Oh, no, no, no. You're good. You're good. You're good. Uh, Thank you for sharing that. Because like, um, you're you're right, though. Like the uh, the niche of of young. um, I I have come to notice that whilst um, talking with uh, some professionals and uh, just, you know, Meeting people as one does, uh, sometimes young shows up and yeah. it turns into a, oh, actually my sister is a psychologist as well. No. And, uh, mm-hmm. but we don't, no, I'm like, no, we're not. <laughs> no, nope. But She's probably did, a Freudian. <laughs> probably. I'm not sure. Yeah. But I did mention, um, I did mention to her that I was reading Ion and she was just like, I asked her because I had questions and I was like, um, well, since you're family, I got free access and, <laughs> and I don't need an insurance policy on this, on this advice. Um, <laughs> I'm interested. What did she say? She said, I swear to God, I'm not making this up. She said, yeah, we talked about young for like a day. Uh-huh. I have no idea about him. And I went, well, that's really unfortunate. And she goes, yeah, we spent about the same time on Freud too. And, and just walked away. I was like, yeah. 
well. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna have to. I'm gonna have to be the family uh, expert on this subject matter that I don't even have a degree in. <laughs> Well, I, I don't have a degree in it, but I do I do I do have a statuette. Mm -hmm. uh, so um at least somewhere it's in the I feel I don't know about you, but I feel like if you could get through at least one I uh one young book or lecture yeah. or whatever, it's the you know, I feel like that that's your little gold star that you're a Jungian. You've at least made it through the gauntlet, whatever right. marathon. 10k half k you know whatever length you decide to go through even if it's an audiobook um right. you know you're a youngin welcome to the family well, welcome audio to the book club is, audiobooks how i got into it to begin yep. with okay and mm -hmm. um are into him and one audiobook that's excellent is memories dreams Re Re uh, reflections mm. which is his memoir mm -hmm. of his development on his psychological side. Okay, so mm -hmm. it's not a memoir about the dates and mm -hmm. events of his life, mm -hmm. right? It's a memory. It's a memoir about how his psyche developed, mm -hmm. and it's very powerful. And I've probably listened to that audiobook about fifteen times. As wow! And, wow! And uh, it never gets old. He. Uh, he had some pretty amazing visions and dreams. I can mm -hmm. tell you. <laughs> I've always wanted to get into, uh, well, from jumping from Ion, I've wanted to get into uh, the Black Books and, of course, the Red Book, the Holy Grails of his uh, psychoanalysis uh, and, and his dream reading as well, you know, and, yeah. and stuff like that. So it'd be very interesting to read his by like, uh, autobiography is that, is that a way to kind of put it well the, of his, it was this is his memoir 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 okay, memoir yeah it, yeah it's his memoir of how his psyche developed mm -hmm. and you know if uh have you got a red book yet no okay well no. you need you need two red books you need the big one um and that's an expensive trip it's nearly two hundred dollars but <laughs> it, it has all the, and you need it because you need all the images that are in mm -hmm. it, okay? And then you need a reader's edition, which you can mark up. Yeah. Because once you, once you get yourself an actual red book, the big one, the folio edition, uh, you want, you will want to treat it as if it was sacred. Mm -hmm. uh, and it is. Yeah. Um, and so, for example, I made, um, for our confluence, I made bookmarks for everybody. And on one side, it said uh, the name of the confluence, Helena, Montana. And, uh, and it had the citation for the other side, which had a quote from the first chapter of the Red Book, mm -hmm. first chapter. And there were no two quotes alike. And... I just mixed them up. I made 50 of them, passed them out at the confluence. And I said, you know, by synchronicity, this was meant for you. Mm. But, but if, if, um, if you don't think so, then turn it in and draw another one. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cause there were a few others. Nobody turned theirs in. Everybody kept the original one. They were. That is so cool. Yeah. Wow. So, but 
you know, it's, it is a powerful book. I'm reading the, the black books right now, but yeah. I don't necessarily recommend that for a start, Mm-mm. but, but in terms of synchronicity, um, God, how do I tell you this? <laughs> I, I have I have synchronicities that happen to me every day, mm-hmm. and um, and I guess I have to go get my volume seven. It's all uh, right. Yeah, no I, I want to read to you what came up on the last page of all the seven black books. So okay, sure. So this last entry in the black books was entered on December 14th, 15th, 1932. Okay. Okay. And through all, I've had the black books on my um, podium for uh, about three years and I've never opened them. Okay. Okay. And about two months ago, I decided, well, okay. I learned a decade ago that you can read the red book backwards as well as forward. And it means the same thing. Hmm. Right. Okay. <laughs> and, and so I, I, uh, I decided, okay, I'm going to start the black books by reading volume seven. So this is volume seven. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's the larger of the, uh, of the yeah. Uh, books. Yeah. Right. That's mm-hmm. the larger one. Right. And so I started it at such a time, Mm -hmm. this is the synchronicity now, I started it at such a time that I would finish the last page on this past Monday, okay? Okay. Now, I was reading the last page in the morning at the same time that our former president's place was would, was being raided. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. At the exact same time, I was reading this at the exact time, same time that that raid was going on. And the third to last footnote in here um, is very powerful. Uh, it's a reference to biting through which is a, a hexagram in the I Ching, right? Okay. And here's what he says in the third to last footnote on the last page. And here are my stars on it. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. I put stars next to Julia Child's cookbook recipes that actually work out for me because, you know, you got to five-star review her. Her foods. Okay. Yep, that makes <laughs> I get sense. You. I get you. Okay. All right. So energetic biting through overcomes the obstacle that prevents joining of the lips. The storm with its thunder and lightning overcomes the disturbing tension in nature. Recourse to law and penalties overcomes the disturbance of harmonious social life caused by criminals and slanderers. Wow. The theme of this hexagram is a criminal lawsuit in contradistinction to that of of Sung, which is a conflict that refers to a civil suit. So here it's Merrick Garland finally 
mm-hmm. dropping dropping the hammer yeah and, and sending the feds wow. to grab this stuff and you know I, i'm sure if you spent much time in the navy you know how seriously uh we treat um nuclear secrets mm-hmm. <laughs> right absolutely absolutely and, you know i know in my case i know that if i had taken even a single page mm-hmm. of something like that out of the building i would immediately go to jail and mm-hmm. you know then then they would give me a trial and put me in jail for like five mm-hmm. to 20 years depending yeah. on how serious it was yeah but i just learned that you know he had top secret sci material mm-hmm. um in mar-a-lago after he turned in 15 boxes back in february mm-hmm. okay and so my, michael beschloff Beschloss, uh, who's a presidential historian, said this can amount to espionage or even treason. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so, but for me, I'm I'm just talking about the for the purposes yeah. of this conversation. I'm only talking about the synchronicity that mm-hmm. that Reading was this. that raid yeah. was happening at the exact same time that I was reading this particular page mm-hmm. which happened to be the very last page of carl jung's black books wow <laughs> so, wow okay yeah but like at the same time like that's such a um like a what is go like what what was the universe doing right now moment you know and uh, it's one of those things that i've noticed with with young is to keep an open eye out for those moments you know <laughs> savor it like a yeah. raisin you know when sure. you touch it when you taste it when you um enjoy the blast of flavor in your mouth like enjoy these moments and under like it, don't expect to understand it immediately but again marinate in that moment and then go back and revisit it if you've yep. you know made that personal note about that moment right you know um so at the end of ion the part that kind of pissed me off for about a month straight <laughs> okay was you know we go through with ion uh i'm just gonna go through the parts because yep. Christ, a symbol of the self is a chapter. But then underneath that are other uh, sub chapters as well as major chapters, such as Sign of the Fishes, uh, Prophecies of Nostradamus, uh, Historical Significance of the Fish, Ambivalence of the Fish Symbol, Fish and Alchemy. And he goes into more details about that. Uh, psychology of Christian Alchemical Symbolism. And these are all supporting his. These are subchapters that I effectively call the supporting documentation. And then we get through uh, structures and dynamics of the self. So we get back to reality a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he concludes in about, I think it's like four pages, five pages. And the last paragraph of Ion. Oh my glob. As soon as I heard, as, as soon as I read out loud, I read it in my head silently at the dog park with my dog. 
And then I read it out loud to make sure that I just read what I just read. He's like, hey, by the way, all that stuff about the fish. Yeah, um, this is just, you know, not scientifically proven, but it was information that I saw and information that I read about. And, you know, these are documentations as per my footnotes that I have allowed you to go and check my sources. But um, just because I said that this is a thing, it doesn't necessarily mean that it is a thing. So I'm sitting here going like, I sat on a toilet reading this book, trying to understand these chapters. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. Well, what in the world? Like, you know, okay. I was like, oh my God. I was like, young, mystery okay, young. You piqued my curiosity. So I have a. Uh, I have here. the same copy. I have the same copy. But. Right. Uh, okay. So let's read the last paragraph. Sure. Here, <laughs> Do some. Okay. Uh, so the, re the last paragraph. Yep. I am well aware that this work, far from being complete, is a mere sketch yep. showing how certain Christian ideas look when observed from the standpoint of psychological experience. Okay, so that's an important point. Mm -hmm. Hence, my main concern was to put out the parallelism of the difference between the empirical findings and our traditional views. A consideration of the disparities due to time and language proved unavoidable. Um, this was particularly so in the case of the fish symbol, mm -hmm. inevitably we move here on speculative hypothesis or tentatively reconstruct a context. Naturally, every investigator must document his findings mm -hmm. as fully as possible, but he should also venture an occasional hypothesis, even at the risk of making a mistake. Mistakes are, after all, the foundation of truth, and if a man does not know what a thing is, it is at least an increase in knowledge if he knows what it is not. Yes. Okay, now, I was sat here, I was like this. What? <laughs> okay. But, but uh, he, I mean, yeah. later on, I kind of sat here and I was like this. Oh, it's not that he doesn't know what he's talking about. Of course he does. But at the same time, I was sitting here going like this. When I first read that paragraph, I was just like, I feel like this is a bombshell on the whole last five months that I just tried spending, trying to understand this man, what his yeah. message is, what his, you know, documentation shows. And then he lands this bomb of like, yeah, I found this information for you. I uh, wrote this uh, lecture here for you. And uh, by the way, like um, Murder, She Wrote, you know, you never know. It. Maybe yep. it wasn't the butler. You never know. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Well, it's like that, you know, that just yeah, moment where only the only the epiphany will happen for her and nobody else in the in the show because it's Jessica, yeah. you know, Fletcher. Right. right. Um, so or um, Columbo or whoever, you know, in memories, dreams, reflections, Jung says how conservative he is. Mm -hmm. OK. And so if he had started walking into cathedrals in um, the 19 teens when he was writing the Red Book and started throwing bombs mm -hmm. in cathedrals, that that would not have been good. He, yeah. Right. And yeah. and he recognized that there were there was stuff afoot in the collective that um, that 
he had best leave well enough alone until mm -hmm. after World War II. The reason was very that, delicate time frame to bring up right. anything. I mean, because right. obviously, yeah. Yeah. So 1913 is when he started the Red Book, started writing it. Mm -hmm. And um, he had these precognitive dreams, which predicted World War One. Mm -hmm. And, and then it happened. And he said, Well, I'm the I was the happiest man in the world that day, because mm -hmm. Uh, I realized that I wasn't crazy. Okay, mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. there's something here, and you know these were precognitive dreams, and um, and and so then that set him to his real work of mm -hmm. his lifetime, right? Um, and so so then World War One is over in 1918. He said um, in nine. He said. He knew that there was going to be a second world war in 1919 because he was seeing it in his clinic. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cause there were, you know, resentful men filled with rage and resentment from the treaty of Versailles, which was very punitive on Germany. Mm -hmm. And he was seeing these people in his clinic and he knew that there was going to be another war. Yeah. Um, and and so he thought he better keep quiet about that and hope that he was wrong, but he wasn't. And um, so he he just laid low. Now he didn't. He wasn't. You know, he wasn't. Uh, you know, all things golden here. Okay? Right. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I performed in a play in Helena. I, did you see this by any chance? My my play um in helena oh no no sorry okay let me let me give it to you here uh let's see how do i get to it uh, i'll give you the link to it because um the significance of this play mm -hmm. is that you know jung made some mistakes okay mm -hmm. he really did and um and and so this play is about jung's shadow Mm. Uh, and uh, let's see if this works hopefully um, I'm going to put the link in here the link is called um, The Analyst and the Rabbi Ooh, and, interesting. and I played Carl Jung in this play it's only uh, one hour long okay um, and but in this play come out a lot of the deep dark secrets that the analyst community would never tell about, right. about Jung, right? Mm -hmm. And they try to sweep it under the rug, but we can't not tell it. We have to tell it. Mm -hmm. And and so right in in the third, I'm sorry, the fifth speech, my fifth speech. Mm -hmm. in the play because i played young in the play um he says he had a dream about sabina and sabina is sabina spielrein have you ever seen the movie a dangerous method no oh you must see that okay so there's i'll write two... it down a dangerous method yeah i'll put it here 
Okay, that's important. And then there's the Soul Keeper. These are both about Sabina Spielrein from different points of view. Um, but, and the, the Dangerous Method has Kira Knightley in it as Sabina, uh, yeah. has Viggo Mortensen as Freud, and uh, Michael Fassbender as Jung. Um, and so if you haven't seen that, go see that tonight. Sure. Okay. All right. Now that, that movie is all about a period before the Red Book period started. Okay. It mm -hmm. mostly happened during the time that he was collaborating with Freud. Mm -hmm. Okay. So in this play, in the fifth, in my fifth speech, Mm -hmm. When I start talking about this dream with Sabina, uh, which involves um, the speech is um, uh, something like this. Um, she was running frantically naked, her daughters too. She was being chased by Gestapo troops in black uniforms. Mm. The soldiers took aim and killed all three in cold blood. I was filled with anguish. And then that voice, and then my anima says, what did the voice say? And, mm -hmm. and the voice said to go see the, the rabbi. And so that's, it. that's the genesis of the beginning of the play. Oh. But, but when I read that, as a group, when we were first organizing this last November, mm -hmm. I just broke into tears. And the reason is that I have surmised that Sabine Spielrein's first daughter was uh, Jung's. Mm. And, and then she, you know, in 1907 or so, they separated and she she went on her way. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, but she was pregnant when she left. And I suspect this daughter was hers. Mm -hmm. And I've always assumed that. And so when I read that in, in when we were doing a read through of the play, I just wept. Mm -hmm. um, and um and, you know, there's several other things that, you know, aren't very nice, but, but, you know, we have to get the shadow out, mm -hmm. right? And so that's why I played this role because, and it was a very difficult role to play because I was having to uh, eat young shadow, basically, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. And, and uh, you know, we get through it. In, in an hour amazingly <laughs> mm -hmm. but it's uh it's a it, you know it's a difficult play to do you mentioned and, eating um a a a person that we both um have come to know in our own way right right um and all the information that's readily accessible out there in the internet as well as his collective works as well and his books yeah. and things like that um i too understand in a way the same feeling that i think you experience and i think people who read biographies 
um, go through this where if you found out like, for example, for myself, uh, whilst on deployment, I read the uh, biography of Lev Thurman. Wow. He, mm -hmm. not a great guy. Um, <laughs> kind of a POS for, you know, the time frame. And um, at, I still haven't finished his biography two years mm -hmm. later because there is something that is just so ear for someone who created a music instrument that I love to play mm -hmm. with his namesake on it. And I love it. And what, what is the instrument? The theremin. The theremin. Oh, you've heard it. You've heard it. You've heard yeah, it. Star I'm Trek. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's right. the only instrument you can play without touching. <laughs> right. And, and um, remember Star Trek next generation is all about archetype. You know that, yep. right? Okay, mm -hmm. Oh yeah. We're going to get right into that. Um, okay. Freaking, uh, I, I still haven't gotten through that biography because he is such like, there's nothing redeemable about Lev Thurman. Um, mm -hmm. At this point, he's still in the Gustavo or not Gustavo, but the uh, gulags of Russia. Mm -hmm. in as much of the biography that I'm reading. And it's so disappointing to see, um, I wouldn't say romanticized, but I mean, definitely, yes, understanding that people come with their faults as well. You know, sure. be like finding out if Steve Irwin wasn't exactly the greatest zoo zookeeper in the world. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah uh, like or that. Bob Ross, if we found out that Bob Ross's paintings were where all the bodies are hidden, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying that's what it is, but it, it's it's like that. Yeah, and I sure. understand what it's like, I think, in a way to, uh, gosh, spend time and, you know, think you have an understanding of someone's or you think you prepped yourself ready for uh, getting into someone's shadow or reading about it and then really going like, wow, wow, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I applaud you for for the uh, dive in, my good sir. Yeah. So speaking of Star Trek, uh, inspirations of Ion and pop culture. Um, I've listed down a couple of things. Uh, I wonder if you've ever like uh, looked at pop culture and gone, I see what they did there. Um, sure. For myself. Sure. Be because um, Hollywood discovered young 50 years ago 70 years ago mm -hmm. right they've been doing it since forever yeah yeah and very consciously okay very consciously if one of the uh, few films that <laughs> uh two of which um i've i've watched in fact uh more recently last october during halloween i was watching american psycho and there's a moment at the very end where the guys that he amongst himself with I didn't mm. realize until after reading Ion, I was like, those are all portions of himself. Yeah. So what is the self? You know what I mean? Like, what is the true persona of this individual? Again, the idea. Not of the like, persona. Not the not persona. The, no. No. The, what the, is it called? The, the driving force. May yes. the force be with you. Yes. Okay. May the force be with you. That force is the self. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Um, American Psycho, that was the most recent film that I watched. I mean, I've watched this film tons of times, but I watched it finally again and again, and I was like this. Yeah, I mean, wow. did, you, did, did you ever ha have a, like, a near car accident or start skidding on a slippery road? Oh, yeah. And, 
and you don't even know what you did, but somehow you got out of it. Yep. That's mm-hmm. the self mm-hmm. at work. Okay. Mm-hmm. Your your self mm-hmm. sees stuff that you can't see mm-hmm. unconsciously. Absolutely. Fight you- Club is another film that I watched and I was like, oh, classic. Mm-hmm absolutely classic you know you got the ego the shadow the anima and animus um and at the very end where it's it always comes down to integration i think um when it comes to these stories like do you reject the shadow or do you integrate along with it and um i think american psycho if i if i'm trying to like not mix both films but i definitely feel like in fight club it's a really good foretelling of like how to come to terms Mm -hmm. right as opposed to american psycho is still kind of like this rejection of the self the denial of of the of the shadow um star trek is another huge one there's so many episodes in tng like the infamous Riker episode where he's doing the play and he doesn't mm-hmm. know which one is reality and which one is not yeah. um kind of a troy adjacent episode which i'm not a <laughs> fan of uh, <laughs> it's always some kind of feeling that she doesn't know about um yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, Voyager. The whole the whole idea of Voyage Star Trek Voyager is mm-hmm. Jungian. In fact, on episode two, mm-hmm. uh, Kate Mulgrew's character, uh, Captain Janeway, quotes Young to Ch- Commander Chakotay, and it makes a whole bunch of sense when you think about it. This ship is lost in the Delta Quadrant, the yep. unknown, and every character is again an archetype. You know, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. in their own way, and they're all just trying right. to get home, right? Right, right, right. Um, right. And on a yearly basis, I read Alice in Wonderland, and every time I read that book, I feel like I just find something a little bit more different about Alice every time she and I go to Wonderland and come back yep. to and the rabbit hole. And <laughs> exactly, yeah. Right. So, what kind of pop culture do you ever like run into, and you're like, "Oh, young." <laughs> well, I, I mean, all of it now. <laughs> I mean, we've been doing. You can see from the from the Dropbox I showed mm-hmm. you of our advanced reading group that we've been doing Eric Neumann. Um, he's he's done a three volume series on art in culture, mm-hmm. and. Um, so the first one that we're reading of the three is uh, Art and the Creative Unconscious. Mm-hmm. This is the book. And uh, we've been working on it for about six months and we're to page 113. <laughs> um, but in the first part of it, he goes very in very great detail about Leonardo da Vinci. I mean, mm-hmm. hugely. So the, uh, let's see. Leonardo da Vinci takes up what the first 90 pages of this book. Gosh. Not quite that much, but uh, first 79 pages of the book. Mm-hmm. And uh, first 80 pages of the book. And then, and then it goes into art and time and how uh, one's, in one's time, you see that coming through in works of art. It's mm-hmm. very, very powerful. Yeah. Um, and uh, so we've, in our recent weeks, we've been uh, studying that and we've been having very, very, very 
uh, rich sessions. And finally, uh, in July, I got the advanced reading group to let me start editing those sessions and putting them on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, up until now, they've only been on Dropbox for the for the members. And so gradually, I'm going to get around to editing those. <laughs> I know editing is like one of those like, oh, this is going to take some time. <laughs> Where's the meat and potatoes? I feel yours. I feel your, right. and your I, energy I, on that. I started last Saturday um, mm -hmm. reading banned books and I started with Animal Farm and I just finished chapter six today. Mm -hmm. um, but the question came up with chapter one from one of the people that was listening. Why is it that, um, why is it that the banned books are all books that are intended to warn us about a problem? Yeah. And oh boy. Yes, that's it. That's it. Exactly. And there's the Pandora's box that we've all been looking at. Right. Yep. And, and so, you know, you have to pay attention. And, mm -hmm. and so here, here's a Pandora's box. There's a, there's a movie called Mr. Jones, Mr. Jones. Mm -hmm. It's a 2019 movie. It's on um, Amazon prime and it's on Hulu. Okay. Okay. And I urge you to go take a look at it because it will tell you absolutely unequivocally why the Ukrainians will never lose to the Russians. Okay. They, may be, they may be dead, but they're never going to give up. Mm -hmm. And from that movie, you understand absolutely completely. And you also understand why the Russians don't get it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Why Putin thought, you know, the Ukrainians would just fall over and say, oh, thank God you're here. Mm -hmm. And from that movie, you know that the, the Ukrainians would never intentionally do that. Yeah. Okay. absolutely yeah and, and why why i think they will fight to the last man mm -hmm. um, and so putin better re be ready for a lot more casualties i guess he's had about eighty thousand so far and that's that's a lot of casualties one is too many in my heart like even sure. with my time in service um i've always um I've, mm, i never resonated with more of a character than hawkeye pierce you know mm -hmm. You sure. know, especially when he and her, Colonel Potter go out on their first outing together and he's just holding the, his pistol like this the whole time. Like, I've always had that mentality. <laughs> I know yeah. which way to aim because a loud noise goes that way, you know, opposite yeah. of me. But right. um, yeah, that was always my 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 point of view. And um, if we could solve our conflicts with uh, uh, common ground and understanding of one another's um, uh upsetities or um what 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 are driving forces right yeah. uh or the unconscious uh what what's the ultimate push there um and how can we not just appease it but um you know come to a equal understanding of what how to i guess the best way to english it is uh not not this not not say that it's not meant to be there you know but go it's okay if you feel that way you know like yeah. it's okay if you want 
these actions to happen, but do you understand the repercussions thereof and how many lives are affected just by one person's choice? Right, right, right. Um, yeah, great movie uh, reference. I'll have to definitely check out Mr. Jones. I was gone in 2019, so I missed out of a whole year of <laughs> content. Well, I, did. I never heard yeah. of it. I never heard of it till a week ago. Oh, okay. And, and it, my wife was busy that, that particular night, so I said, okay, I'm going to watch this. Yeah. And, my my mother-in-law is 92 was sitting next to me and she was asleep in the sofa so i just put my headset on mm -hmm. and watched this movie and yeah nice <laughs> you definitely get it nice and, Where would... and oh and by the way it it has uh, this these themes where it has orwell going through it and he's writing animal farm Mm -hmm. And so the movie and the book Animal Farm end with the same sentences. Got it. Okay. okay. Wow. Right on. Where yeah. would you recommend people to start with Young? I personally screwed up. And I'll tell you right now, I purchased my first book was Alchemical Studies. Oh, God. Yeah, thank you. Yes, I know. Yeah. Like nobody in their right mind would start off with that book. But I was looking at like, again, Silent Hill. Um, which is again a pop culture reference, right. but um, because it does delve in alchemy, the mm -hmm. video game, but also the collective unconscious. I had two books here <laughs> and I was like, I'll go with the alchemical studies uh, book. Sure. It looks like a thick read. I'm not expecting myself to get through it. I still haven't. Um, <laughs> well, and, yeah. Here, here are my recommendations. Sure. Um, Number one would be um, Man and His Symbols, mm -hmm. okay? And by that, I mean the hardbound version. You might have to get it secondhand, but it's also mm -hmm. in the Dropbox. So if you're in our Dropbox, um, you can read it. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I think there's also a, an audible version. I guess you said so, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And... I bought that book in 1990 and I read it about three or four pages a night when my wife and I just went to bed, I would read it to us as a bedtime story for a year. Okay. For a year. Sure. Okay. And at the end of the year, we both felt that we had had a year of psychotherapy. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so, um, you know, I urge people to read that book, but also Memories, Dreams, Reflections. Memories, Dreams, and, Reflections. And, and then read these three books that I mentioned that are not by Jung. Mm -hmm. And they, they are Women in Rome with the Wolves mm -hmm. and uh, the two books by Jean Shinoda Bolin, which are um, God's in Every Man and God's in Every Woman, Goddesses in Every Woman. Mm -hmm. And that will sort of set the the world for you in terms of what archetype is about and, mm -hmm. and a lot of the key ideas in union psychology. Um, it's probably more synthesized than right. than if you go head into like how I did, unfortunately. Not that like it, it could go one of two ways when you accidentally jump into the deep end of a of a pool um, and you go, oh, okay, I'm drowning, I'm drowning, I'm drowning. Or it could be like, no, 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 wait, 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 lifeline. Let's try a different uh, book. And yeah. that's what I did. I, I realized my um, 
my my ambitions were too big and I was like, oh, Ion's where I want to start. Okay, let's go there. And then I read halfway through Ion and went, oh, there's a part one. <laughs> so yeah. I'm currently halfway through part one of uh, the collective unconscious and the archetypes. So yeah, the archetypes, the archetypes and the collective, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but, but you actually started at a very difficult stage mm -hmm. right yeah and and some of Jung's writing is i think probably intentionally difficult he do you think it was want, do you think it's because he had to prove the, I, I and you're right it's intentionally difficult and i think the reason why is because he had to prove himself yep yep and, in a field that is just to this day still being figured out you know right and so um Oh, the other book uh, mm -hmm. to read very early is Answer to Job. Oh, yes. Answer to Job. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay, now, Answer to Job is uh, 205 paragraphs of volume 11. Mm -hmm. So if you want to find it on my uh, Dropbox, you can find it in volume 11. And it starts with... Uh, Paragraph 553 of volume 11, which is psychology and religion, and it ends with 758. Okay. Let me yeah. let me just say this. You know, I'd be happy to converse with you anytime sure. again. Absolutely. Um, Thank you. Because that's what I do. Uh, and I'm not a mental health professional, but Same here. I think I, I know a few things, right? Mm -hmm. And um so wrap this all up. Uh, what inspires you today, this week, and this month? Uh, what inspires me today and this week is this movie, Mr. Jones. And, <laughs> you know, my, my wife and I have been really angry about all the new censorship that people mm -hmm. have been trying across the country. Mm -hmm. And we were looking for a way to fight back. And my, my, my wife bought all the banned books or a bunch of them okay she bought a bunch of banned books mm -hmm. and um she put them on our coffee table <laughs> one of them was animal farm that's how it, i happen to have a copy here because yeah. she bought she bought about 15 books and stacked them up on our coffee table gracious so, so that when our grandchildren visit they'll have access to them sure um and uh so so they were there on our coffee table and then i saw this movie and i saw the interaction that george orwell was making with gareth jones and i said man i gotta read this book mm -hmm. um, and so i picked it up last saturday morning and i read it in about two hours mm -hmm. and i said man this has got to go on to the youtube channel absolutely uh, right and so i've read six chapters as of today and uh, I'm doing some editing. I decided to go ahead and read online live stream. Mm -hmm. uh, so chapter six is still the raw skip reading, mm -hmm. but I'm also taking it and editing it so that so that there's a better quality version. Nice. Uh, that I'm going to leave behind. But uh, then I'm going to read 1619. 1619 is one that i think we in the united states near need to hear mm -hmm. and it's it's there on on our coffee table it was there and i picked it up and i said 
you know, what's so bad about this? this is just that's a book that was, country. yeah, but that was like, that's like reading material that even the military goes like, hey, read this book. Yeah. I'm what? sure. Like, and that's a banned book. I, I yeah. need to get this list and like, just be right. like, wait, what? Well, the, these, they're, they're sort of misguided people out there mm-hmm. in the hinterland who, um, think that they can protect their children uh, by not exposing them to things and they can't mm-hmm. and you know it's the same with with one of my daughters who you know is trying to keep her her kids in religious schools mm-hmm. and and not allowing them to experience public schools finally mm-hmm. i think her eldest son rebelled and so he, he got to go to public school after all, right? Nice. Okay. And, um, but I mean, for his last, I think, last two years of high school. Um, but you know, she's still shielding them, and children, people, no, nobody can be shielded anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all out there on the internet. So, yeah. and uh, it's it's all going to you know in the end people you know your children will know what you did to them mm-hmm. yeah by not by not telling them the truth yep okay mm-hmm. or what you hid from them and they won't be happy about it so yeah i feel that i feel so that that's, that's what sets me off right now and i'm still quite active in our confluence activity and Mm-hmm. We'll be having a Confluence 23 in uh, October 13th to 16th of 2023. Um, awesome. Something to look forward to. It's going to be uh, at um, Mount Madonna Retreat Center, which is probably within striking distance of you. It's it's uh, just up above Aptos, California. Oh, okay. Yeah. Santa okay. Cruz. Yeah. Just, uh, just above Santa Cruz. Uh, in the mountains, um, and uh, so that's where it's going to be in wow. in October of next year. Um, we we had a very intense uh, week when we were in Helena, extremely intense. Mm. And it, uh, Tim and I both had a confluence hangover, kind of. You know, <laughs> it's not because we drank anything; we didn't, but. Um, it, just the intensity of it was really incredible Mm -hmm. and and so you could only do that like once a year yeah and uh we did that play and next year we're going to do the follow-on to that play because the two authors are now doing a play about what happened one year later Mm. with with the same characters oh interesting yeah wow all right so it will be interesting yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Did you ever hear of Eranos? Eranos? No, I can't. It doesn't ring a bell. Okay. Well, Eranos is, was a meeting that Jung went to once a year in Ascona, Italy. Um, and er, I guess it's Switzerland. Oh, it's, wait. It's, but it's above Lake Maggiore in, yes. in Italy, right? Yes. Okay. You're, you're, I'm recalling, yes. And and various uh, intellectuals would come to that. They they would come and they would give a paper every year. Mm-hmm. And Jung 
went to most of those for many years, including during the war. And, um, and so the event in this play is immediately after the war when the Jews were coming out of these concentration camps and they were pretty pissed off and they were pissed off at Jung because they thought that he had collaborated too much, which mm -hmm. he didn't. Mm -hmm. But in 1933, he, he had made some missteps, right? Which were in his shadow, right? Mm -hmm. And so the 1946 event, which is what this play is about, actually occurred the day after I was born, believe it or not. <laughs> on wow. October, on October 6, 1946. All right. That's the date of this meeting. And I was born the day before. And I have so many synchronicities in my life related to Jung. I just can't even tell you all, all of them. But, mm -hmm. um, but anyway, uh, after this event where Jung meets this rabbi in Zurich, mm -hmm. um, there's, uh, he goes to, um, he goes to Aronos and, and the rabbi is at Aronos mm -hmm. the year late, the year later, 1947. And so this new play is about these two guys one year later. Mm -hmm. So I'm very much looking forward to how, seeing how these guys put this together. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that'll be fascinating. Thank you for sharing yeah. that. Thank you so much, Skip, for uh, joining the podcast, Inspire with Sean. And um, anything else uh, that you would like to say to the uh, audience here where they could find your 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 work? Or um, I think I pretty much covered it with uh, archetypeinaction.com, correct? And right. your YouTube channel. Um, yeah. yeah, the YouTube channel, Carl Jung Dip Psychology Reading Group mm -hmm. has over 1300 videos on it so if you want to learn something about uh carl jung and you just want to listen to it or watch it on your computer there's plenty there absolutely okay. yeah absolutely <laughs> well thank you so much and have a good it's your evening now isn't it um yeah getting to your afternoon o'clock yeah well, so, I leave you to dinner, good sir, and um, I shall be enjoying my afternoon editing this audio and video clips, and I'll keep in touch with you. Definitely thank you so much for yeah. um, joining me in this travel through Ion and Carl Gustav Jung. Um, my pleasure. Thank you.